0: Hey product bosses, have you heard? We are doing a five day completely free challenge starting this Monday, March 23rd. So join us again, it's absolutely free. It's called Best Seller Secrets Challenge and we are going to help you lean in to what is selling right now by looking at your numbers, looking at your customers and your best sellers so you aren't throwing spaghetti at the wall and create the best chance of selling more in these uncertain times and we are going to do it together. So go to www.bestsellersecretschallenge.com. I'll put that link in the show notes and invite a friend and let's do this together while we're social distancing because homeschooling is not only just for our kids. So we'll see you there. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow
1: their sales and improve their strategies. Hey everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi six-figure product-based business.
0: In introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands,
1: even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons. That will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my octopus-loving co-host, Mina Kumo Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So, welcome back to part two of the Octopus Lab: A Multi-Legged Approach to Creatively Scaling Your Business. Yeah, if you guys missed last week's episode, make sure you guys listen to that one first,
0: I feel like, before you listen to this one.
1: Yeah, it's a two part lab where we are talking about our product based business spirit animal, the octopus. And some amazing facts about octopuses and um, how that can apply to how you're building your business and what you're doing in your product-based business.
0: Yeah, so we've been really thinking about the octopus as our spirit animal for the last couple of years, I would say, since we first had chatted with Leilani, what we said um, about the idea of the funnel, right?
1: And Shout since, out to Lani Lowry of Yippie Cone Cakes because she inspired this. And if you want to hear that story, listen to last week's episode. Right. And I think that um,
0: since then, we've been seeing all kinds of octopuses out there in the world. So if you guys see an octopus out in the wild, make sure you guys tag us at The Product Boss on Instagram. And we'd love to see those amazing octopuses out there because we actually bought some octopuses when we were out on a... Um, business conference. Adorable stuffed
1: animal. The cutest ones I've ever seen in my life. We'll post those on Instagram. And then we both had to come home and tell our kids, these are mommy's stuffed (laughs) animals. This is for work. I know it looks like an octopus stuffed animal but it's for work. (laughs) It's a spirit animal. (laughs) So, all right. So today we are going to jump into how you can creatively problem solve for your business, how you will be able to adapt, pivot, and survive in the business world with your business. And our little friend, the octopus is going to help guide us along. Right. And so again, this is part two, but this is such a great
0: characteristic of octopuses, I feel like, because what you may not know about octopuses is that they are extremely intelligent. One of the most intelligent creatures of the ocean. And the reason why they are is because they're so adaptable. They know how to pivot. They know how to thrive. And they really focus
1: on their strengths. They do. Because they're deaf, guys. So they can't hear anything. And so they have to rely on their sight and their touch. And I think that's something that I want you guys to think about. And Mina and I have been reflecting on this lately, too. Like, we all have intuition and we all have those like gut checks. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you don't follow that gut and you kind of like override that, you realize later down the road that maybe you you, you saw it coming and you should have done something about it. So I think that's something that you have to remember that you have such strength, like one in your intuition and two in whatever you're bringing to your business. Like whether you don't don't have a college education, but you are resourceful and creative and you came out with this business or you have an MBA, but you're still creative and resourceful and you came up with this business. Like you yourself have very, very special strengths that no one else has but you.
0: Yeah. A lot of times people call that the zone of genius. Right. And I think that a lot of people don't listen to their intuition or listen to their zone of genius speaking to them because they need that validation a lot of times. And that's because they feel like they need the degree, like what you were saying, or that special course. You do not need any of those things. I mean, there's many successful (laughs) (laughs) multi-gazillionaires that literally just knew what they were great at and built the business that they wanted based off of their own expertise and their own zone of genius and their own intuition, honestly. And they hired out for the rest, right? right? Because none of us can do it alone.
1: And there are things that we don't know and that we can learn more about. I mean, you guys are podcast listeners. We're podcast listeners. It's an amazing platform where you can get free information. And then we're also in a time where you can – you don't have to go to college for degrees to – be a business owner, I used to think, um, because I have a bachelor's in fine arts, and I used to think, like, I need to go back to school and have a business major so that I could start my own business. Well, I told this to a client a couple years back, and he was like, "Um, you have an amazingly successful business, and you didn't need to get an MBA or a business minor or whatever, because I learned while doing it, and I adapted, and I pivoted, and I did the things that I needed to do, and I learned I learned through working and through mm. experience. And so you have that ability and we also have the ability to constantly keep learning. Right. It's our friend, the octopus does too. Like that's literally what they do. They learn from experience and they have short and long-term memory. And they also are observed using tools. Right. So that's what we're saying. Like you, we, we talk a lot about, you can't do this alone. You shouldn't be doing this alone. And Whether you were asking for help from people around you or you're using tools to get you a little bit further, I think that's really important to think about. Like Mina said, like what are your strengths and what are the things that you need perhaps more help on? So, you know, chimpanzees, dolphins, crows, and octopuses use tools Um, To help them survive. And so, what tools are you using? In the octopus's case, right, they're probably using stuff from
0: their octopus garden that we talked about in the last episode. You know, like I was just saying this to Jacqueline because I thought it was so funny that they will literally stab a predator with one of their, I mean, in prison term, that's called shanking. (laughs) And so, imagine an octopus shanking. giant squid, for instance. (laughs) Like, I'm going to shake a squid. (laughs) I could not stop laughing. (laughs) And then they also use coconut shells, right? So the idea behind that is that they're so intelligent, just like chimpanzees, where they're like, hey,
1: this would be easier if I had a tool, right? Right. And so what tools are you using? Tools that are super accessible to us right now that are 100% free. Thank you, Facebook. For Instagram and Facebook, those are tools that are helping us connect with people. Are you using tools for customer retention management? Are you using tools to track your inventory? Are you using tools to help you improve your shipping? Um, We use calculators to calculate our margins. Mm -hmm. We have tools like Amazon, for example, is kind of a tool. It's a platform that we get to access and use you guys have access to courses you guys have access to free downloads like we said you have access to podcasts youtube youtube channels like these are all tools that are accessible to you and some are free and some are paid and then it's where where you decide like you need to lean into like do you got to shank a squid as Mina (laughs) says
0: Right? (laughs) What do you need right now? And honestly, you probably could not, you know, you don't know for sure if you're going to win that fight unless you have to, you know, have that tool with you. Because the thing is, though, the tools really save you time and money. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to think about. Is that $30 a month for shipping easy worth it if it's saving you time and your employee can do it? Or all these different things about tools that maybe they are an expense, which you guys – you're running a business. Things are gonna cost you some money. You know? Right. So the the goal for you is to decide whether or not it's worth it. You track how much time you're saving or you track how much it's costing you and you decide, is that worth investment? Right. This is the same with Netflix and Hulu and what else? Disney Plus, all those things that are a subscription or tools or things that they add to our lives, that really you have to justify whether or not it's worth it to you. And a lot of times it's access and shortcuts to different things,
1: right? So not only do they use tools, but they're also super quick learners, and I love that about you know about this. We, Mina and I, talk about it that we're like avid learners, like or avid yeah. learners. I don't know, voracious learners. Voracious. We love <laughs> to learn. We listen a lot. We read a lot. We research. We go to we go to um, seminars, we listen to speakers, we're constantly learning. And so octopuses are also super quick learners. And this is the coolest thing about them, okay? That they learn quickly from their environment and from the challenges they face day to day, right? And they also learn by observing other octopuses. So friends... You guys are already learning when you are shipping something and it doesn't get picked up or you've just paid a lot more than you thought you were going to pay. You've learned something. You've learned that you're going to make a change in the way that you ship or you're going to raise the prices on your shipping policies. And then the other thing is, is you also get to learn from other octopuses. So like other <laughs> product based businesses. Right. So, in our communities, or coaches. Our coaches. And so, in our communities, people in our pods, in mm. our, in Dash, for example, in our private Facebook groups, they're able to ask each other questions because everybody has had a different experience. Or working with coaches like us, for example, like we've had our own experiences and we've coached thousands of people at this point where we're able to kind of bring all this knowledge together. And so, what, you know, are you a quick learner and who are you observing? to do that. Right. And I think that
0: when you're thinking about learning, right, I the reason why I love this whole learning aspect is I think that it's a superpower that anybody can tap into. If you're a quick learner or not a quick learner, if you are a learner and you have an appetite for learning, and I think that's in every single human, that you can make that your superpower and learn as much as you want to. The choice is totally up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so really taking that and the second part observing other octopuses. I think that when you're paying for a coach you have to remember that you're paying for their foresight, right? So you're saving money by not making costly mistakes, but that's because they've been there already. It's like you're you're getting privy to the information of learning from their mistakes mm-hmm. and you're paying for that foresight of hey, watch out for this or
1: watch out for that squid, you know, over here or whatever. <laughs> We love this analogy. Um, But yeah, it's minimizing that learning curve, right? So you're going to learn from others, but if you're learning from others that have walked that path before you or that have walked a path that you wanna take that you haven't yet, taken or took, I don't know, the word there, um, that you are going to minimize that learning curve. You're going to minimize the pitfalls. You're going to minimize the costly mistakes because, again, we're going to go back to saving time and saving money. Those are the two things that people always, they want more money and more time, and they want to save money, and they want to save time. And so how do you do that? You do that by not doing it alone, by not sort of like figuring it out on your own. Mina and I have hired experts when we first launched our first course to help us put the course up. Right? right, we didn't know what we were doing, and we knew that like it was going to take us not not we it was going to take us longer to learn it from scratch versus finding somebody who was an expert at it that could do, could do it for us. That's right. Like I think this is why they they say that you don't want to be first to
0: market, right? It's because you don't have any any data to go off of, and you don't have anybody else's data to go off of, right? So it's just like how I'll give the example of um, Ninja Warrior. Where the people that go six, seven oh, yeah. always learn from, hey, don't do the salmon ladder that way, or don't use that technique, or watch out for this area, you know, because they got to see where people were falling in the um, obstacle course. Mm-hmm. So it's just that you don't have any data to learn from, whether your owner or somebody else's. And this, that's why it's so much easier when you can look at what's already there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, another cool tip about octopuses is that they are masterful escape artists, right? Yeah. They have no bones and they can squeeze out of tight spaces, like – Literally through cracks if they need to. And, you know, one thing we want you guys to do is we always want you to stay like agile. We want your business to stay lean. We want it to be something the coolest thing about being an entrepreneur and owning your own business is that you don't have all that red tape that comes with corporate. You can pivot. If you see something's not working, you can make a change. You can, if you're like, oh, I came out with this product and it's not working, you could sell through it, be done with it, and move on to something else. Like that is the beauty of owning a small business that you can you can be a masterful escape artist and make the changes you need to make for your personal life for your business for your bottom line right and this is really about i want to go back to what
0: you said about intuition being something where we all have to tap into that of that this is where we need to start pivoting our way to the life that we want to create, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that takes, oh gosh, I'm here. And maybe it takes a little bit of escaping, or maybe there's a competitor that's right at your heels, or maybe um, maybe you want to just try something different. You need to be able to pivot in a really smart way. So then that way you can um stay ahead of it,
1: you know, right. stay ahead of your competition. You wanna survive. Yeah. and you're able to adapt, you're able to pivot and then ultimately survive and grow your business. Right. So, the next fun oh. parallel analogy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that we want to give you for an octopus, this is the best one because it's the most exciting one. This right? is
1: like this is the core of why and why uh-huh. we started this octopus idea.
0: Yes, and that is that an octopus actually the way that scientists think about them is that they don't have eight legs. They actually have two arms, and six legs.
1: Right? Mind blown, friends. You're like, <laughs> I thought they had eight legs. That's what I learned in kindergarten. That's what I've been teaching my kids. <laughs> but two arms and six legs. And so this is truly, when we talk about Leilani, this is truly sort of how we, we had come to this idea where it was octopuses have the ability, right, the two arms. They have the ability to be reach those are their strong their arms that's the thing that feeds their body right that they're uh-huh. doing the most with and their legs are what's moving them
0: right their legs are really for the support and the arms are really you know like the muscles if you can imagine somebody like flexing their muscles um because the the two arms are really the strong the strong arms when you think about legs when we're thinking about that we're thinking about things that make you money the things that are making you Get those sales right. So it can be sales and visibility because lots of time, lots of times, visibility leads straight to sales. So that might be Instagram or email or, um, what else is in person, right? Uh, whereas other ones, maybe your strong leg is. In my case, it would be Amazon. We've seen people on
1: Etsy that. But the thing is, you want to. we We're talking about the arms. Yeah, the arms. <laughs> So let me just go back to like a fact about the two arms really fast mm-hmm. for you guys. So the t- two-thirds of an octopus's neurons are in its arms. They're two arms, right? So basically their two arms have minds of their own, meaning that they can react and function at like a really high level. And even when they're severed from the body. All right. So these are these are their these are the things like when you say like you don't want your your legs knocked out from under you, well, mm-hmm. octopus don't really want their arms knocked out. Those are the those are the things that are their main strongest revenue generating thing or visibility. And ultimately, like when it's visibility, visibility leads to revenue and sales. So For example, you could have Shopify as one of your main arms, and you could have Instagram as your other main arm if Instagram is the way that people see it. Or it could be email bringing people Mm -hmm. to Shopify. It could be a Facebook group. Right. In Mina's case, like you have Amazon. Right. And what would your other arm be? I would say it would be like flash
0: deal sites, Mm -hmm. um, but it could also possibly, I think this is more support would be my own Shopify site, but I would ideally love my Shopify site to be my arm. Correct. That's. My goal.
1: Right. And that's, I think, what we help a lot of times people do because a lot of our students, for example, have started on Etsy and then they want to, Etsy is one of their main arms, but they really want to own their business where it's not on somebody else's platform 100% and move it over to, let's say, a Shopify site, right? Well, how does that work though? Sometimes you actually need to build your emails Mm -hmm. and your email list before you can actually build a Shopify site to be your main arm. So that might be where they do Etsy and email list and then eventually they'll they'll swap things out. Right, right. And then that's when the supporting leg takes its place
0: as a role, you know, the leading role of an arm um in that it's bringing in more revenue. And a lot there's lots of things that are tied to each leg because just think when you're thinking about a website And let's say a Shopify site, it's like what Jacqueline says about being a star in the universe. You need to build your own traffic. In that case, she was talking about building your own email list, but it also should be done really well in an easy-to-navigate site. And it should be in customer experience. It should be in SEO and maybe collaborations. Or, you know, there's lots of different things that all fall into this. But the main idea is that you're reaching out and creating opportunities for visibility that leads to sales and sales itself too. Right.
1: So what are your two top performing selling platforms? Those would be your arms. What we teach are things like your email, your own e-commerce site, Amazon, mm-hmm. wholesale, showing up in person, working social media, influencers and collaborations. Those are things that we teach a lot about, you know, in our courses, for example. So what are your two top performing arms, which are also your top performing selling platforms? We want you guys to think about that because that's where you should be finding your opportunities right now. That's where you should be growing and um, focusing on. And that's something that we're going to talk about in the challenge that we have coming up.
0: Yeah, the upcoming challenge will really be about you guys thinking about this as the end result being sales. So what touch points are you getting to in order to get that sale, right? So a lot of times we often know where our customers are, but is that where we should be and how do we get them to buy from us? So if it's Instagram, then what are what's everything around that you that you need to do to make that from a leg to an arm? Now I want to go into another fun fact because I think this is important. So a really cool thing about an octopus is that they can regrow arms. So I love that because so can and legs, legs, right? Uh yeah, an arm or legs. Yeah. Um, because if one gets knocked out, let's say in this case, or um, Let's say a squid comes by and- shanks
1: the <laughs> octopus.
0: Yes, right? This is the reverse. And actually, you know that they can actually leave their leg. If they're being caught by a predator, they can- let detach go. It. Yeah, they can detach it and then regrow that leg or arm. So the thing with that is that let's say you go full force into Instagram and you realize that that ends up not being the even the leg that you wanted it to be. Just chop that leg off, right? (laughs) Leave that for the predators and regrow another leg and see where it goes from there.
1: And here's another example. Let's say you've built a business. We actually had one of our students that had built – that. she had three different Etsy shops. Mm -hmm. And she was using a word that ended up being like a trademark – Word that they ended up shutting down her sites. It was licensed, right? Yeah, it was uh-huh. just it was a word that we I didn't even realize she couldn't use, mm-hmm. and she was using it, and they actually shut down her three Etsy shops. That was her business, right? So that was one of her arms being the predator got it, detached it, mm, and the that- predator named Etsy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though we like Etsy, but you, it's yeah. not your platform, right? Like you. If they want to shut you down, they can shut you down. If they want to change their algorithm, they can change their right. algorithm. And in that case, she she could regrow,
0: which she ended up doing. She, she tried to regrow that arm on Etsy, but obviously right. you're starting at the regrowth.
1: But what we're teaching you here with the eight, the eight things, right, like the two arms, the six legs, is that you have the opportunity, if you do have to cut something, if a leg gets cut out, from you, but you weren't intending it to, that you have some other things that you can lean on, right? You have another arm. You have another strong arm to lean on to. so your business is not just like close. You also have legs that you've been Building that are are growing along with you that may not be like the full force place that you're focused on right now, but they're there and they're growing. And that way, you have these opportunities. So if something happens, if one of your arms or one of your legs gets knocked out from under you, your business doesn't die. You guys can keep going and thriving. And that's what we want you to do. Like that's why we talk about you know how millionaires have multiple forms, uh, seven streams of revenue, revenue and income to be a millionaire. Well, it's the same idea with a product based business. You need more than just one. You actually need more than two. And they don't always have to be your strongest form of revenue, but they do need to be there for you in case a leg gets or an arm gets chopped off. Right. And they they shouldn't be because you really just want those strong too because you need to be
0: able to focus too. Right. A lot of one of the big questions we get from people is that what are, what should my KPIs be, right? My key performance indicators. And that's a hard question to answer because they're different for every single person, right? For me, my KPIs lie heavily in Amazon, for instance, right? For somebody else, it might be traffic on Etsy. Another person it might be email. Another person it might be um shares on Instagram, you know, and those are where you're trying to take those, track those key performance indicators and see if that ends up being what you need it to be. I don't want you to think that this is eight grandiose legs Mm -hmm. and arms. Like it's nothing like that. It's definitely like, it could be literally how many subscribers you get at a in-person trade show, for instance, Right. right? And then you're just testing the opportunity to see if, hey, there's possibility here. There's possibility that this could be potentially a way that I make money because ultimately you need more than one platform to really be a thriving business that sustains for a long time.
1: Right. So like some of the, some of our, you know, the most successful product based businesses that we're working with that are like multi-seven figure, they have their strong they have their strong places, right? Like maybe their e-commerce mm-hmm. and so let's say e-commerce and Instagram, or and then, and then they've added on a store, like a physical mm-hmm. store that they've actually built out and had, or they were showing up in person and doing pop-ups, mm-hmm. but they also work with influencers, right. and they also have a strong email list, and they also dabble a little bit on Pinterest. And so it's like... But those aren't the strong focus. The focus is what are they doing on, like, let's say they're two two major, major platforms.
0: Right. Even looking at the top, right, one of them is her strong ones are Wholesale and her Shopify site. The other one is Instagram and um, her own site. Next one is Etsy and um, probably her email. Yeah. And then another one is uh, email and her own site. And actually another one is email in her own site as well. But
1: a couple of these people had started on Etsy. Right, right. So they had to transition. So Etsy was one of their major... But it moved to a leg. Right. And now because they moved that focus, so they built up a business, they proved the concept, they proved the product, they have Mm. the customer base, they've... All those three hearts have been established. And then when they realize that, okay, I've I've proven this business and people know and like it and they know, like, and trust me, then they decided to invest in their own Shopify site, for example, that they moved and transitioned people over. So it didn't mean that they closed Etsy down by any means. It's just that it's not their sole focus. Now it's a leg, like. Right. And you know what the interesting thing about that is that now
0: two, actually two of them started a... Uh, have a retail shop now, so their flagship store, that could actually take over as an arm, right? right? Because that's foot traffic. And then another person has a lot of Facebook sales and um, people can pop in locally. So that's another local foot traffic as well that they're coming to the actual production company or production um, facility and not the retail space though.
1: Right. But they're multi-million dollar businesses. And we want you guys to think about no matter where you are in this, if you are already a you know a multi-six figure, seven-figure business, you know what we're talking about, right? You know that you've had your really strong platform or two things that you're like, I cannot live without these. And you probably are now thinking. That's right. I also do have these other legs. And those of you that are kind of in the beginning stages of your business, you might be thinking, I want to do all the things. Mm -hmm. I want to be on all the platforms. I think this is the way I need to do it. And what we're trying to tell you is that you need to find that like one or two places that you're going to focus first. The legs will come, but we want you to first establish yourself in in a couple places Prove that it works for you. Prove that your product is working. Prove that people want to buy from you. Mm -hmm. And remember how we said that they're like amazing escape artists? If you've tried for a few months and it's not working, then you can pivot and find yourself another arm. But you you have to give it a chance to see if it works. Right. I think you start with one, and then you,
0: you could be doing another one. Because just remember, all these people in the top, they all started with one. And then they knew that they could not just stay with one. Right. right. But the nice thing about doing the one and two, like what you said, is that you have something to compare to. Like, you know which one is taking off compared to the other one instead of being like, oh, I'm not sure if I just need to wait it out even more. Right. You know? So there's like that comparison. I do want to give you guys something to think about in that regrowth of the arm, right? Is that there's this verbiage on from one kind planet, and it says that, Um, And an octopus can escape a predator's grasp and regrow it later with no permanent damage. And I think that that's the keywords that I wanted to share with you. I know I kind of fumbled my way there, but the no permanent damage thing is that you guys are able to pivot. You're able to be agile. You're able to not let that basically hinder your business so much that there's damage to it that you can say, oh my gosh, I'm going to pivot because I know that, you
1: know what, right now is when it It's when I should be doing that. Right. You see an opportunity and you know that our opportunity is there and that you can grow it. You know, I think the thing about Multi-Stream Machine, the course that we have is that we present, you know, multiple streams of revenue, like multiple places that you can grow. It's like about eight, right? Yeah. Eight or nine, I would say. We Uh focus on systems as well. But what we say, and we say this in the very first module in our welcome module, is that we are not, this is not a start from the beginning and end at this point course where you're like, you have to go through all of the steps. We actually see it the way that we're teaching this, the octopus idea is that, what is that arm that you wanna focus on? We say like, okay, if you wanna get on Amazon Go to the Amazon module and let us help you implement and grow and get onto Amazon. Or if you've decided that in-person is what you want to do, go to in-person. We're not Mm -hmm. saying do Amazon and in-person and wholesale and all the things at at the exact same time. We're saying pick the platform, the thing that you're going to lean into that's going to be your arm, and then – When you've grown that, then you have these other opportunities that were there to kind of support you through. Right. Because when you're thinking about a really strong arm, just imagine, like, if you want the muscles on that arm,
0: like, if you're working out. It just doesn't come with just going to the gym once, right? You have to work that muscle. You have to um, build up your stamina. You have to do specific techniques, let's say, on your arm. And then it you start to have biceps or triceps or whatever the other steps are. (laughs) 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 But... At some point, just like our other people or our uh, clients in the top, they have a really strong arm, let's say, in Amazon or Etsy or whatever, because they've built those muscles up. Then they can say, oh, I should really, I don't want to get this knocked out from under me, right? We've had people that go viral on Pinterest, and that is literally their strong arm, but they can't just live off of that one arm, right? They really have to think about the other arm. So then if they lose, let's say, Pinterest completely revamps, we all know that Instagram has done a similar thing where they keep changing up their algorithm, right? Then what happens then? So it just gives you a structure of basically, quote unquote, I'm using my finger quotes here, of building a lot of funnels. And two of those funnels are really what's going to make your business thrive. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So... That's that's exactly it. And what do you own in the end of it all? So the things that you guys will eventually or own are your email list. You will own your own like website. And that's pretty – and if you have your own yeah. store, like mm-hmm. a your own brick and mortar – Um, or if you show up in person and you sell to people in person, that's truly the, that's, that's what you have. Everything else is built on other people's platforms, which is fine. Like it's amazing that we have this opportunity, but as you were growing that we want, that's like the idea of the legs. We want you to be able to have these, like these backups, these supports, these things when you're like. I always think about the Sex and City episode where like her, she ruins her hard drive and they're like, well, where was your, do you have your backup? She's like, who told me I needed to have a backup? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is this hard drive? And what am I supposed to back up with my computer? And it's kind of that idea, like, what's your, what's your backup? What's your default? What do you fall back to if, if something ends up being kind of like taken away um, Mm. or doesn't work or something happens? Um, And so we just, we want to, you know, we want to help you in that. And so, I hope that this was helpful. Yeah, I
0: wanna, we'll leave you guys with one last fun fact because I think it's super important. And that is, did you know that an octopus only lives an average of five years? So think to yourself, where do I see my business in five years, right? Do you, where you're going, the end result of your goals, the life you wanna live is super important, especially when you step back and think, well, is this the right direction I wanna be going? Right? Where do you want to be in five years? And you have to constantly re engage that dream factor of your business, like re engage that muscle of, yes, I want it. I want to live for the joy I'm producing, the profit I'm making, the, the actual solution, whether emotional or uh, you know, a need or a want that I'm giving my customer, because that all ties into where you want to be in five years. And
1: if you want to be, in this business the way that you're building it. Right. So are the steps that you're taking now leading you to your goal that's five years from now of where you want to be, that life that you imagine and dream of, that life that when you started this business, that was what you had hoped for yourself. And if not, remember, you guys can always pivot. Like you can always adjust. You can always do anything you need to do to thrive because, you're entrepreneurs. Right. And that's just like, you know,
0: like some people, they're like, "I, we're telling you, hey, you should try Amazon. Hey, if that doesn't align with you, that is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it. Hey, you should try a wholesale. I really don't want to see myself in five years having all these wholesale businesses or a wholesale accounts. accounts, right? Then don't do it, right? So that's something where you have to think about, are the choices you're making where you want to keep going? and in 5 years from now is that the business that you want to have be your strong arm. It could be what it is right now, but maybe it isn't as you step back from it and think 5 years from now.
1: Right. And we're here to support you as you get there. So, thank you for, you know, joining us on this lab. We'd love to hear from you guys on Instagram. Um your, you know, send us a direct message, let us know how you feel. We if you see octopuses in the wild, snap them <laughs> and tag the product boss. Um, Mina and I, it's been something like within between us and our mastermind groups. And we are excited that now we've been able to share our spirit animal with all of our listeners because it's just it's been something that really has guided us on a lot of the principles and um, teachings that we've implemented in our business and for our students. Right, it's like literally
0: a frame, an octopus framework, and we're calling it the Octopus Lab because there's the work that has to be done for it. Great, right. <laughs> um, but if uh, we would absolutely love it if you guys would join us for the upcoming challenge where we put this all into action, like what I was talking about, and really dive a bit deeper on on how you can break this up into little chunks, I would say, and and um, think about it.
1: Yeah, we want to help you focus on the opportunities that are in front of you right now and how not only you can grow your business and you could make more revenue and make more profit, but there are also ways that you guys can be saving money right now, which ultimately will lead to more profit. So we will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to sign up and join us on that five-day challenge. Great. Thanks, everybody.
0: This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there.
1: If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.